We are once again proud to be sponsored by the PE Passport, and this week we want to talk about the Magic Academy. PE Passport are delighted to have partnered with the Magic Academy to develop a series of lesson plans and resources using a digital video game approach and applying it to the teaching of skill games to enhance learning and performance. Players will be inspired and stimulated by the concept of gamification being used to promote problem setting and solving tactical thinking, skillful and adaptable behaviours in all players. Just head to primarypepassport.co.uk to find out more. And remember, you can get a 10% discount when you quote two Mr. P's on the website. Hello and welcome to another special edition of Two Mr. P's and a podcast with me, Mr. P. And the other Mr. P. And we are back for one of our chin wag sessions and we are delighted to be joined by the author of The Super Miraculous Journey of Freddie Yates and the incredible record smashers. It is Jenny Pearson. Welcome, Jenny. How are you doing? I'm a, I'm a Mrs. P. You've got another P today. So oh, yeah. Odd boys. Yeah, yeah three P's. <laughs> uh, no I'm, I'm i'm smashing thank you i'm like book promoting at the moment virtual zooming into lots of schools so a bit tired having yeah. time but yeah, is good. that what you've been up to today is that what you've been yeah yeah i've been doing my yeah. school talk my fact talk yeah <laughs> <laughs> we'll get on to that a little bit a little bit later so uh yeah buzzing that you can join us on the number one educational comedy podcast from Manchester <laughs> in the UK. Um, no, so first question we always ask uh, is just how has the past year been? Um, obviously, with everything going on, how have uh, how's it been treating you? Any positives that you've been able to take out the pandemic? Well, it's a big question, isn't it? Do you know what? I think that, like, I know, like, people have had a really horrible year, but I've had a quite a good year, really. Yeah. Because I've still, I've still been going into work, um, like, two days a week which has been nice seeing the kids Mm -hmm. um been able to write a bit like after Christmas it was a bit harder because like I had 15 kids in the classroom 15 on zoom and then teaching my own children which was like a trial yeah honest no one wants to do yeah I teach year four and my eldest is in year four and we're teaching exactly the same maths and he'd be like oh I'm a bit stuck I'm gonna his dad's a maths teacher I'm gonna ask dad I was like I, I can help. I'm literally teaching this. Mm-hmm. Might wait for dad. And then dad comes way too, way too hard. I'm like, oh, you want my help now? Not happening. <laughs> um, and then Douglas, he's six. And I'll tell you what, God bless the early years teachers. Because that's we first lesson in front of Zoom. And he's, I can't find him. He's disappeared. He's done a runner. Find, he's under the bed and he's found my chocolate orange from the fridge. And he's just smashed his way through it. And it was like, he would only work for food we got to it was like one sentence it was a jaff cake per sentence in the end was we it for like a day that that's that's how i get adam to do these podcasts <laughs> i think we've got... do you know what i can't i can't really argue i i i do work for food it's just a little nose bag under the desk <laughs> dip down into it's just popcorn <laughs> chicken with adam 
That's the thing. It, I'm, I'm a big crisps fan and it doesn't really work with these microphones because when I try and, <laughs> it's like when I used to be in school, I'd have a bag of crisps in my blazer pocket. But when I'm on mic, it's just, you can hear the crunch. It just doesn't work well for me, I have to be honest. Was that what you were cleaning out before we started? <laughs> your monster munch debris from in your mind. Exactly, yeah. It wasn't, yeah. <laughs> oh, No, I mean, I think there's been quite a few. I mean, obviously, it has been a tough and gruelling year for many. Um but there are there are some positives to come out of it. I mean, for us, like the way the podcast has um, taken off during lockdown's been been unbelievable. So you know, I think yeah, there's a lot of people who've been able to turn good. it into something positive, positive. Yeah, definitely. So and you've been uh, good to writing, haven't you? We, we we have, yeah, we have. We've got the book coming out very very soon, which is really really exciting. Um, through the charts, like you don't even have a book yet guys like but i'm like looking at it. my books out there you fair play to you there, guys <laughs> no i mean to be fair it has been uh pretty overwhelming like the response to it just never dreamt because originally it was supposed to be released next april but because mm-hmm. so many people pre-ordered it when we announced it and they called it like a soft announcement because i just posted it on my facebook page it, yeah, it's coming out in August now, which is... Um... I've been soft about you, and so that was a hard <laughs> announce. <laughs> I know, yeah. But I don't like being described as soft, never have. So uh, I wanted a full rock-hard announcement. <laughs> um, and uh, we finally got that. That's brilliant, though, isn't it? Like, yeah. mine got pushed back. <laughs> I did it. So, so when when's the new book? Is the Record Breakers one out yet? It's just come out. So Freddie right. Yates yeah. came out like at the start of lockdown. They're like, all right, okay. Yeah. So this is a hard, you know, hard announcement. It was Waterstones book of the month. Everyone's all nice. excited. Boom, bookshop shut. Oh, you know, you know, no. I know. I can't. You can't really complain, though, can you? You're like, no. mm, people are dying. Yeah. Really about my book. And the incredible records flashes came out like last week. Yeah, Thursday. Yeah, so, yeah, they pushed that back so because it was supposed to be in March, but they were like, we can't do it to her twice. Have the, the shop shut. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, that's what I was going to ask. Like, was was the sort of writing? How did it all come about um, with that first book? So you were you were obviously writing before. It's not something you picked up during the lockdown. Not that you probably had the time with your own two kids at home, I suppose. I've written something new in lockdown, but um, so right. how, like, so how did the writing come up? Like, massive surprise to like all my friends and family. You're like, you've done what? Like, it's <laughs> come, kind of come out of nowhere. And when I first got my agent, like, and I kept just saying, my agent, my agent, and my sister would be like, what are we having to tea tonight, Jenny? Better phone your agent and ask. <laughs> like, yeah, um, yeah. So, yeah, I am. I, I moved up, like, so I'd worked full-time all the time and moved up to Durham and I hadn't got myself a job sorted and I was looking after Douglas. And, you know, no disrespect to the little fella, but, you know, he was, like, three at the time and he hasn't got that much chat unless you're into octonauts. So I needed, like, something <laughs> to do, like, something. So I thought I would go down and join the rowing club because, yeah, I like quite sporty. There's, we're by the river, very nice river. So I walk in there and I'm expecting them to take, like, one look at these long arms put me straight in the team and they're like um well you have to come back next year so I was like all right well what can I do and I thought oh and I I, like played with the idea of writing a book because you know when you're like reading in class yeah best bit of the day 
reading time, no planning, mm-hmm. no marking. Yeah. And then you just get to go share a story of kids. And I thought, oh, it'd be nice to like write something that kids would enjoy. So I um, wrote a book, which I thought was brilliant, and sent it out. Quickly found out it was a load of tripe. <laughs> Did a few. <laughs> Did so how long ago was this? So when was this then? So um, when did you move up to Durham? So 2000, end of 2017. Right. Okay. Okay. Do you think any of the, do you think any of those rowers were on the kind of like book board that you sent it to? And they were kind of like second rejection of the week. Oh, it's one of that rejections. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, look at me now, my book. I run down the river waving at them. I was going to say, I was going to say, I bet you row past them now in your gold, gold well, canoe. I've never rowed before, but I'm, you know, I should get one of the little boats from the pub. You should, you should just, just get a box of your books and then just stand on the riverbank, just throwing <laughs> them at the, at the rowers. Say, I can't believe, I can't believe as adults that still happens. So you've gone as an adult, as a mother and gone like, oh, you know, any chance of joining the rowing team? And they've gone, not today, honey. You'll have to try again next year. Like, what actually is that? I'm not used to it. Uh, yeah. So um yeah, so what so I I so I wrote this book and it took me a year and I um sent it off to my agent, Sam Copeland, who you guys know. Mm, yes. And, Shout um, out friend of the podcast. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. He got me in here, didn't he? Um <laughs> so yeah, I sent I sent him the first book and he gave me a long list of stuff back, like and one point I can remember reading. You know, and you think, what was I doing? It's like, um, lots of potential, um, but really you cannot have monster cocks in middle grade fiction. Like, and I had, there was, I didn't use the word cock, but I had written a like body transforming thing where these kids end up like as a boy band and they just literally looked down his pants and gone, blimey, you know, it, it grows a bit when you're older, doesn't it? Like a monster. He said, you can't have that. Lesson learned. I think you still had rowing. I think you still had the rowing on your mind. (laughs) (laughs) So then I got the idea of Freddie Gates. And I thought it was much better. So I tried to send it to him. And he was like, look, sort the other one out first. I'm too busy to look at your next book. So I'm like, right, bloody hell. So I sent it to some other agents. And they're like, yeah, we're interested in signing you. So I sent it. I was like, look, these other people are thinking of signing me up. So then he got a bit more interested. And then, yeah. Took it to an auction, eight eight publishers in it, and it, yeah. yeah, went a bit mad. Yeah, yeah. And who who was the winning Very publisher? Who was it? Who went for it in the end? Nice, nice, amazing. So Sam originally yeah. said no, and then you sort of went to someone else. <laughs> you sort of said, "Well, if you don't want it." I'll take it somewhere else. And then talking and... about treating a mean, keep him keen, classic <laughs> primary school dating tactic. You can't beat it. Yeah. Life skills. Yeah. 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 So yeah, he took me on in the end. Oh, and nice. actually, we are now, this is a term, we've written a book, a couple of books together that are out next oh, year. Oh, really? A couple of kids. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. So t- do you want to tell us a little bit about the book Freddie H, the first one? Uh, what sort of inspired it? What's the, what's it what's it about? What's the story? So it's basically like a, it, I wrote it after my um, stepdad died. I shouldn't say that smiling, but um, it I kind of wanted to write a story about grief that was funny, which is a weird yeah. thing to say. But um, like 
I've had lots of kids in my classes over the year, like I'm sure you know, who suffer bereavements and it's just wanting to open up that conversation. So that was the background, like after um, Freddie's grand died, she leaves him a note in a will and who his biological father is. And he and his mates, Ben and Charlie, they go off on this adventure across Wales to try and find his dad. Right. And like, they don't, you know, they don't plan very well. They spend all their money straight off in the fast food shops and they have to enter an onion eating competition to win 50 quid that he kind of break into a boat, stay overnight on that. And there's the scene in there that's based like they fall in and get their clothes wet, which is based on my dad's friend Tim, who um he's a mackerel fisherman. Right. And he had this, he went out and he had this massive catch. He had this huge haul and he was really pleased with himself. And he um kind of went to the pub to celebrate afterwards, tried to get back on his boat and completely missed. So he's really, <laughs> really wet and he's hammered. And so he decides to go further downstream. And um, he takes off his clothes to dry them, puts them on the motor and then falls asleep. And he wakes up to the smell of like burning clothes. And he turns up at Sue's house. (laughs) 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 This big old bag of mackerel. So I always thought it was a funny story. So I kind of like, again, (laughs) frowned on kids to go to the pub. So I kind of adapted that a bit. And so, yeah, they end up on this boat. They find some stolen jewellery. They're on the run. There's lots of costume changes. They kind of do something that looks like a miracle has happened. And it's like recorded and goes viral. And at the end, he has to decide, Freddie, who really likes facts, um, has to decide whether miracles really do happen or not. But loads of it was taken like from conversations I've had in RE lessons, you know, when kids (laughs) don't judge my teaching. You read the books afterwards, you're like, oh, yeah, he didn't help the leopards, did he? Lepers. Um, <laughs> so all of that that kind of stuff went in there. Yeah. yeah. Oh, so, amazing. Yeah. There's a bit of a nod to um, Only Fools and Horses because they, after they lose their clothes, they steal some, like, superhero outfits off some scarecrows. Nice. And they end up saving this old lady, which is a bit like the scene, you know, when Del Boy and Bobby yeah, yeah. running down the council. So I kind of pinched that. So yeah, it's been described as like the in-betweeners before they meet Jay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, good. That, no, it sounds cracking. And no, like you say, I think it's important that, um, you know, we can, you know, writing a book that deals with grief in, I think it's really important. I think empathy is is so, uh, you know, such a, because I always talk about using emotive texts in, in class because you want kids to be able to empathize if, a friend or a peer goes through some sort of loss you know I, I on my right. training I sometimes do a bit of um I do a bit of a section where I use the opening clip from up and whenever I do it oh yeah the teachers yeah. teachers are always in bits like they cry their eyes out um but kids whenever I do it with children they don't Nothing. because they don't have that experience that that life experience like the reason why adults can ball their eyes out is because we we've likely experienced or you know come close to experiencing exactly. that sort of loss whereas for children but I think it's important it's not something we shy away from it's something we educate children on it's like uh, and, and doing it in the right way sort of what you were saying that it sounded very similar to um what's it called the Ricky Gervais uh afterlife afterlife, afterlife. Seen that? Yeah. yeah 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 so- 
I think that's how we deal with stuff like in, in my family. Like there's always a bit of like gallows humor. I think yeah. the kids, like what I try and do is like hit these big issues. So with incredible record smashes, it's about her mum suffering from depression. And I feel like if you can get kids to laugh, like they kind of trust you with your emotion, their emotions almost. Yeah, yeah. And it kind of yeah. opens up. So you're going to hit some bigger themes and they know that you're going to look after them afterwards. Yeah. And it's like what we have in life, isn't it? It's like our coping mechanisms. Like my sister, um, she, her first kid, Penelope, she was born at 29 weeks and like she was in hospital for days, really stressful, two pounds. Yeah. And when Caroline was like, they were trying to stop her giving birth, it, we're all in there a bit worried. And she just looks at me and she goes, my God, doesn't my midwife look like Timothy Spall? And you know, you're like, yeah, she does. But you know, it's that sort of thing. It's that sort of thing. Oh, yeah. But it's that sort of thing that kind of saves yeah. you. Like, you're there and you're in it, but you need something to remind you that there is going to be something, you know, you're going to laugh again. Yeah. So, such, an important, yeah. such an important time as well for something like that to come out, obviously with the way the kind of world is and the the, the pressure and, and the way that children are having to learn very quickly at the minute, aren't they? And I think, you know, such a, you know, going back to Lee's point about, you know, empathy and yourself about, uh, you know, children dealing with grief. Um, obviously, you know, the past year, there's, there's been so much that children have had to kind of deal with. And what a great, uh, you know, what a great time. Well, so, you know, <laughs> let me watch my words. I was going to say, what a wonderful time. What a great time. But I'm saying what a, what a crucial time, should I say, uh, in, in yeah. the So, yeah, well done to you. Thank you. Um, the It wasn't done on purpose. Although in Incredible Record Smashes, yeah there is a scene i had to rewrite because like tone it down a bit because it referenced a global pandemic right. and there's this well, woman gonna be like called... a record smashing bat eating contest or something that was like ooh, <laughs> ooh, yeah crucial rewrite <laughs> crucial rewrite. <laughs> well, there's, this, there's this auntie in there that's based on my mum and i can get away with writing about my mum because she doesn't read my book she pretends she does yeah but i it was something that went in the family whatsapp and she, she was like, what is this about? I was like, bloody know if you read my book. I have read your book. So I rang her up. I was like, what's your favourite part then? And I heard her little feet going up the stairs. And I opened a drawer. She's, picking, she's like, I like the bit where the boys went on a journey. It seems quite an adventurous journey. And the yellow pages, like, oh, God say. So anyway, she's in this second book. And when, can you remember when the bird flu thing came out? Yeah. I was yeah. round at my mum's house and we having our tea. And Carolyn goes in to go and get some ketchup or something. And in this cupboard is like, a gas mask, a full-on one, like with nozzles and everything. We're like, what the hell's that for? And Caroline's like, she's bloody scared of bird flu. She's got this. And we like wet <laughs> ourselves. And then we stop laughing. We're like, she's only got one. If she's that worried, why is there only one? She's like, <laughs> looking after us. Save yourself. So, yeah, she's Billy Zane in Titanic. <laughs> Women and children, yeah. get out of my way. <laughs> get me on that boat. I have a child. It's so, oh my, like, honestly, it, if we're walking down the road, like, and there's a dog or something coming on, she'll like literally move me or my sister in the way. Or like, just, you know, we does are she, does, she re- does she really like the instructions at the start of flights where it's like, make sure you get your mask on first. You don't need to tell me before you help anyone else. Don't worry, it already covered. <laughs> she Absolutely. Yeah. 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 Um, so I, do, I had to um, rewrite that bit. Um, I can't remember what I was thinking there. What was I talking about? You were saying, <laughs> uh, we were saying didn't you make make a mention of the pandemic and you had to rewrite it? 
Oh yeah, yeah. And so she was like, uh, and when the pandemic came, she was like, oh, well, I would have already had a gas mask if it wasn't for you. I, I knew I was right. I'm like, I don't think we can be smug, mum, about being right about a <laughs> pandemic. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, you can only imagine as yeah. well all the uh, all the anti-maskers, how they would react to see your mum walking down the street in a full-on <laughs> like World War II. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Honestly, yeah. yeah. So the new book's just come out, the, the Record Breakers one. Uh, do you want to tell us a little bit yeah. about that? Why not? Let's do it. So it's about a girl called Lucy and her mate Sandish. And... Lucy, she likes fixing things like games, controllers and stuff. And she goes and sells them at car boot sale with her aunt Sheila. Now, the one thing that she can't fix is her mum because she's like, she's suffering from depression. Yeah. And she finds this photo in an old album of her mum with this guy. And she's smiling and on the back. It says, you are my happiness, which is actually a tour that he used to do because he's an old 80s pop star, which doesn't realise this at the time. Sandesh, right. her best mate, big world records knows who it is Paul Castellini new judge on a show called record smashes so Lucy's like well I've got to get on the show so decides to um try and break a world record and does things right. like um honestly I would have written this book so much quicker if I had not fallen into a YouTube hole of watching people doing weird records as a guy <laughs> so she tries to smash her, her like watermelons in two of her face there's a guy called Mr Rashid from India who like yeah You've got, you've got to watch it. Just headbutts, watermelon. So she has a go at that. There are lots of warnings in the book that my publishers <laughs> made me put in. Like WWE, do not up. try this at home. <laughs> they wouldn't let me have the one with kids um, juggling chainsaws while we're yeah. skating. I don't know why. <laughs> so, yeah, that's kind of it. And, again, it's in like both the books, the theme, I suppose, is like kids looking for happiness. And, like, yeah. it's not always in, like, the big thing they've already got it so yeah yeah that's oh good it. i think who that's is... why like, I think that's... sorry go on no no i was gonna say who is the 80s pop star based on who is the inspiration i don't know actually no there wasn't who there wasn't inspiration? Who... just generic generic yeah. 80s pop who do you like it to be we'll say that well i'm just gonna say adam who would be your 80s go-to pop star oh do you know what I, I, I'd have to go, oh, it's sad. Do you know what? That's a tough question. But then saying I'm a 90s kid, so, you know, I, I go to Band-Aid. I, I straight away go to Band-Aid and I'm like, right. I'd go, I'd go George Michael. George that's Michael. Do you know what? That's exactly who yeah, I was going to say. As soon as he said 80s pop star, I was thinking George Michael, aviator glasses, leather yeah. jacket. That's dun, the way I did mine. We had a Zoom, we had a Zoom lesson that I was teaching. We just talked about Sam's book, Uma and the Answer to Absolutely Everything. He'd done a talk and it's about a kid yeah. who like has this thing like Siri. And I said yeah. Siri and one of the girls on the Zoom was like, oh, miss, you set off my Siri. Siri. Then I was like, did I? Siri, <laughs> play, play, play Wham song. And then we're all like having a little dance. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have to try that next next Zoom training yeah. session I'm doing. Just be like Alexa. Someone will have one. Yeah, I've done it with Alexa before in the in in on a Zoom, which is funny. Oh, Alexa, um, that was it. it was a, so yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and am I right in thinking you set a world record recently? Yeah, and yeah, there's a. So we did the online reading relay records, and um, 
obviously like pushing my book no yeah. scruples here you my class um and <laughs> and um yeah we did the longest online reading relay and the kids so excited and we had half it was when it was on world book day so half were at home half in school and like itv were coming we we're like Woo! all excited <laughs> all dressed up they ring me the night before and say can't make it boris uh... and rishi are up in the area i'm like guys no no do you, like are you familiar with the film nativity if hollywood yeah. had not turned up on a helicopter at the end you need to be there and she's like yeah. okay i'll ring you in the morning and let you know no phone call no. so i'm there I've broken it to the kids i'm like but we're doing we're doing it for us we're doing it for me we're doing it for <laughs> so um, yeah. they, they turn up like just before we start and the pressure's on everyone's messing up like what so itv did turn up yeah, oh, and we, we have a good few goes. Yeah, we have a good few goes. And um, in the end, like I'm like, they're, they're getting twitchy. I'm like, oh, we need this. And last one, I'm just going to call it. I'm like, yeah, we did it. We did it. I'm like, no, we did. Put it all out there, we did. Send it off. Guys, no, you haven't made it. I was like, oh, come on there, kid. No. So we're, I'm like, everyone's back in the classroom. First day back. Right, forget the curriculum. <laughs> Mrs. Pearson's got a book to promote. We're doing this again, guys, until you get it right. No one's going to break. <laughs> so how did it work? How, how, so it was a reading relay. So the, was it like the children had to take it in turns to read? Yeah, you had to have your own login on the screen. You had to be face that and you had to get the words exactly right. So we had to read right. like through a chapter of the book. And you know what? You know, I was like, there were some teachers who messed it up as well. Let's be frank. You know, you're going to yeah. be worried. And you put can't. Their, put them on capabilities. <laughs> I'm like, you do performance management medal. so yeah, yeah it, but um yeah don't can you not go and break it I can just tell that you're going to go into school and go we'll do it no I won't do it I won't do it if you've ever if you've ever listened to the podcast the reading relay is something that I very much <laughs> doubt I like, see even if I'd have been part of your staff I think it'd have been like right why don't we why don't we get Adam to do the you know do the do this chapter the food one run. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Exactly. The first line. Get him to do the first line, <laughs> yeah. and then let's let's leave. Who's the kid? Adam, hello, and welcome to our attempt for the reading record. You know that child. Yeah. Hello, well, and welcome to you. the nativity, and then sits there the whole time. Yeah. The whole or just place. sat there, sat there, just doing nothing or watching an iPad, <laughs> and then at the end, Adam, thank you for our record-breaking assembly. <laughs> You could have come and done that for me. Yeah. <laughs> and so what, is the, <laughs> what is the actual record? What's the what's the time? Is it a time one? No, the the most number of people in it. Oh right. And how oh, many? 62. 62. 62. Which if you think about internet flicking in and out, yeah. Yeah, it's probably quite easy to beatable. There's yeah. Yeah. I've got it. I've got it now. You know. <laughs> have you got a certificate? Did you have the guy with the clipboard? No, I was expecting that. I was promised yeah. that. No, when the no. other one said it to me, I'm like, yeah, I'll do it, but I want the guy in the, you know, in the outfit. But no, but well, we have got the certificate. Headmistress oh, nice. has got the certificate. No. Yeah. Is that the front you know of the school with all the trophies? Well, as soon as we frame it, it will be. <laughs> <laughs> when someone gets around to that. Yeah. Going back to the bit where you said about like ITV giving you the call, it got me, I had to, 
I, I loved camera footage of like, you know, you going to school and being like, oh, sorry, you know, they're not coming. And you, you surely would have been a bit more like chilled, maybe not as been, you know, not as done up because the TV cameras aren't coming. And then suddenly, you know, they're, going, they're entering the name on that machine, getting that little sticker where it makes you look proper like, you know, Criminal. Quasimodo on that printed out picture when ITV rock up. And I bet you'd be like, um, Miss Pearson, uh, ITV, right? <laughs> was it like a case of like the scene at Home Alone yeah, at the start where it's just like, like everyone racing around <laughs> getting the bits? I would have washed my hair if I'd known they were coming. I was like, <laughs> yeah. Thanks, guys. But they're so flaky, though, with the news because. It's like at the drop of the hat, they'll go with something else. I can't remember what it was, but there was, it might have been, um, it might have been the one, the North BBC Northwest Tonight had me on for the wrapping the um, remote teaching video. And they're like, yeah, it's going to go on Wednesday night. It'll be there Wednesday night. So I was like, right, telling everyone Wednesday night, Wednesday night. And then they emailed oh. me like half an hour before and they're like, oh, we're not going to go with Wednesday night. We're, something else popped up. So I was like, right, okay, must have been something really important. And I swear it was like a swan got loose in a park. <laughs> it was like, that's more important news than this teacher who wrapped a song. I agree with ITV there. I was invested in the swan. Uh, never mind you rapping. <laughs> I know, yeah. Oh, God. Um, so, yeah, so you, you, you've got the books out. You, you're a teacher and a mum. I mean, the question is, where do you find the time? Um, well, I've like I don't I've decided I don't watch much TV anymore. I've just watched Gogglebox, and that'll yeah. do me that that see that I can get what I need. So I kind of do that. Um, I I work Thursdays and Fridays, which has been a big difference. And the girl that I work with is like assistant head and she is shit hot like she knows what she's doing by the time I get in on Thursday those kids know what they're doing I'm like happy days you know <laughs> so, um yeah so you just kind of because I do I love writing I do I like I've come to it late but I can't like stop now so um, yeah I just find time yeah kids I suppose are it's but, something you know yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all the food in the low cupboard they go help yourself I did I came down the other day and I did feel quite bad I was a little bit hungover and um they got the massive tub of you know giant tubs of peanut butter out they just like yeah. eating it with their hands <laughs> I didn't mean that when I said get your breakfast but you're like that's going in the next book I love that in the next book <laughs> Um, you know, I should sometimes have guy, get that. You should have had the guy with the clipboard being like, most peanut butter <laughs> eating with the clipboard from Guinness. We, um, I get that sometimes where people will say like, how do you, how do you do it? How do you, you know, you teach, you do all the training, this, that, and the other. And it's a bit like that. Like you've not met my kids. <laughs> they are not. I can just make them look good on Facebook. I can post a picture of them on Facebook and make them look like the nicest kids ever but in reality <laughs> one of them's listening there just staring at me like a yeah They're little puppets aren't they little puppets yeah 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 they're fine <laughs> uh right so what what made you choose a career in teaching then what was uh what brought you into the profession of education well i did i was always really sporty so i did sports science at uni yeah and then um I thought I was then gonna be a doctor I got a place to go and do medicine really? and, uh, 
I don't yes, I, I wasn't I being a, that, that sounded bad then. No, no, sorry. Really? Honestly. Sorry. No, it's just like, I, yeah. yeah. Um I I spent a summer in like Salisbury District Hospital. And I was basically horizontal more than I was vertical. The first day, they were like, oh, A&E, come and have a look at this. And they took me into a curtain. And there was a man, and I've told this story one before, because I said he has an axe in his head, but it was like a little, like, chisel thing. And he got it stuck in his head. I was gone, straight out, came round, feet <laughs> up in the air, contact lenses in a pot next to me, nurses all taking the piss. I was like, right. I then had to endure, like, going into surgeries, watching all sorts. They'd be like, oh, come and have a look at this. I'd be like, oh, God, do I have to? I was honestly, boom, boom, boom. <laughs> <laughs> so then I went into um, pensions, um, which right. I did not love, not great. And I knew that it was the right decision to go and do a teaching PGC. And on the last day, like, I cleared all my desk, like all the like WhatsApp packets and everything out from like where I'd been. And I found a check for 40 grand that I should have banked and invested. I was like, <laughs> just left it and went. Oh, so yeah. That, that was, it was it covered in the orange what's it dust that gets <laughs> everywhere just like oh god this is 40, 40 bags do you know what it's because i'd have my 21st birthday when i was working there and i swear to god they must have been because i went i turned up the day after and i, I was like i didn't get there till like half 10 and i was like six sausage rolls down because i was so really struggling i must have made i bet i still clean up my mistakes now yeah. But yeah, so then into teaching and I loved it. Loved it. You know, as soon as you you just know, I think, once you're yeah. around kids and stuff. And then I made the move from secondary P into into primary and I'm loving that. Oh amazing. I was gonna say that um forty thousand pound check wasn't compensation for when you were doing someone's stitch and then <laughs> fainted. <laughs> oh they didn't know. Do you know what? Do you know what the the final straw was was when they made me palpate this quite large man's testicular like there's a hernia down there I was like oh good god this is not what I thought it was going to be like <laughs> and then from that to pensions <laughs> doing sports science were you kind of hoping for like a you know like a, a sprained wrist from tennis just like oh yeah I'll take a look at that when you got there there was a, an actual axe in someone's head <laughs> What a first day on the job, eh? <laughs> I know. Oh, I know. <laughs> uh, so the question has to be, like, when, when a child in your class does feel ill, do you hit them with the line? Or, I mean, with that <laughs> medical experience, are you still like, uh, just put a wet paper towel on it? <laughs> they get, um, um, get it in your little book plug-in. Yeah. Um, Available on Amazon now. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I, yeah, I'm all right, actually. I'm all right when it's like that. I, I just think it was all too much for me. I think I knew I wasn't supposed to be doing what I was doing and it was all too stressful. I was not coping yeah. well. So I'm all right with, like, general classroom injuries. Yeah. Oh, good. Well, you, it's, rare you get a, it's rare you get an axe to the head in primary, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> or, like, a massive hernia. <laughs> I, do you know what? I won't put it past some of the kids. <laughs> I won't put it past some of the kids. 
Hello, my name is Pete Ellison. This is Dave Cribb. Hello, and we do a podcast called Friends with Friends, as you might have guessed from the music that's playing underneath, uh, which is a sort of lo-fi rendition of the Friends theme tune for rights reasons. We get a different guest on every week on our podcast to talk about their favourite episode of Friends. And we look through it in excruciating detail. We pick through levels of plot like no one has ever done before. So if you like Friends or just listening to people talking, which are both valid activities, do look us up on the old podcast app than that friends with friends and we're on twitter at friends wf hey sweetie what do you think of our new car from carvana think it can handle our busy family well we have seven days to see first we can take the scenic route to the beach and stargaze through the moon roof we'll see if your drums fit in the trunk then we can pick up mommy's friends and check out that leg room and we should really visit grandma she's getting up there that's like a whole lifetime in seven days and like one busy family with our seven-day money-back guarantee you can confidently shop for cars 100 online visit carvana.com for all terms and conditions we'll drive you happy at carvana Right then, so let's do a quick, as you are a teacher, I think you're the, you might be our first guest. Am I right in saying this, Adam? That's also a teacher. Uh, a, 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 an acting teacher. In England, because we did Mr. I don't do acting. Yeah. Right, so we've got a quick fire round of uh, which do you prefer? Okay, so I'm going to just give you two, two choices. It's like that game in Friends. It's the instinct reaction. So whatever comes to your mind first, you've got to go with. Right, you ready? Okay. Key stage one or key stage two? Two. Two. Are you with that, Adam? Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I feel too big to be in one. I, I, I feel just, you know, I feel just too big. I, just, just. I know I am. <laughs> too those big chairs. I need, I need. Oh, those chairs. The old knee cripplers. You yeah. Can't they? Honestly, they take years off me, those chairs. I swear I to find, God. I have to walk around with my hands on my head because otherwise they just gravitate your arms and you're like, oh, get off. <laughs> you know? it's, it, do you know what it is as well with, the, with the, the younger ones? They're all the height and they want to hug you all the time and they just run into you and just just nut you in the, in the waist all the time. The old, yeah. the old nut, nut in the nuts. I feel, the like, double nuts. I feel like I have to wear one of those cricket... Um, Protector things. Do you know what I mean? Because they always just run up to you and then hug it, and you're like, you're, you're literally batting them away, just stepping away from the crease, sending them if for a sick. If you wore one of those cups, you'd be having like knocked out children just lay on the coffee. <laughs> right. English and maths. English. Yeah. Uh, rounders or bench ball? Bench ball. <gasps> oh no! I'll, I'll tell you why. Because I've got I I almost did not pass my final assessment when I was training for a P teacher because I taught around his lesson. <laughs> I taught around his lesson, and we we had to it, we had to walk to where it it was yeah. a bit of a way, and we get there, and I realised pretty. Like, after I've done the warm-up, chat, 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 we're well in the lesson, can't send anyone back now. I've not brought any bloody balls. So I taught this lesson. I taught, imagine, I taught imaginary rounders. <laughs> 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 and, they all, 
And I was like, I grabbed the girls around. I was like, God, you're going to have to help me out here. He's watching. We've got no, we're going to play as if there's a, I'll tell you where it's gone. And you're just going to have to pretend. So it's like, um, it's Mike like that Bassett. Mike Bassett. Have you ever seen the film, Mike Bassett? <laughs> oh, there's a scene in that where he's obviously the England manager and they forget to bring balls. So they, they play like imaginary football between themselves. Oh, funny. You know what? You know, I, th- I didn't, I afterwards, we had like the, how do you think you'd evaluate? How do you think you went, Jenny? Well, what could you improve? I said, I think probably bring balls next time. <laughs> and he's like, well, it's all right. You've got your athletics lesson to make up for it. You know, that's your strength. So that's all right. And I was doing this high jump circuit. Yeah. And there was one station where it was a springboard and you had to practice like going over the bar backwards. And I thought, I'm going to demonstrate and I'm going to do the best bloody demonstration they've ever seen. So I'm like, all my teaching points, you know, bend your knees, and weight. And I really went for it. <laughs> I don't know how, but I kind of like, I think I've got one more powerful leg than the other. And I kind of flew over, went off, cleared the mat, ended up hitting my head on the floor and my legs went over <laughs> my trousers came down. <laughs> <laughs> the top of my thong came out, and all the girls were like, "Oh, you're." To be, they didn't laugh straight away, but um, yeah. that's when you know it's bad. That's when you know it's bad when they don't laugh straight away. They're like, "Ooh, ooh." Like, Everyone's fine, 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 fine. <laughs> Moving on. I'm like, this couldn't go any bloody worse, could it? Like... Uh, well, fair play for staying with the career after that. <laughs> There'd be plenty of people who have just gone, not for me. I'm actually unbelievably i've got a story about imaginary rounders uh and w- with a bad injury that happened to myself it was i was in year five and we went out of year five and six this was when i was a year five and we were playing imaginary rounders so you could have easily been our teacher and uh, we were playing <laughs> <laughs> imaginary rounders bring the balls my god bring the balls <laughs> and uh, i went and I went, oh, it's gone, and started running. And then this other kid was too busy playing discus with the metal rounder's base. And as <laughs> I was running, he threw the metal base, and it smacked me on the back of the head. Yeah, and and honestly, any oh, other place, yeah, what? any other place, it could have been a, a disaster. Uh, so quite, yeah, quite just a bad place, isn't it? The back of yeah, your head. Well, my head's not the worst. <laughs> not much to damage there, unfortunately. Uh, right, next one. Luckily, it hit me in the back of the head. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Knocked a bit of sense into him. Um, Saved the front, didn't it? Save that beauty. Exactly, okay, next yeah. One. <laughs> right, next one. You ready? Yeah, uh, I'm ready. Bigger, bigger waste of time. Displays or marking? Oh, God, they're both like, uh, what's worse? Displays. Displays. I yeah. hate displays, but then I hate marking as well. Yeah, me too. The, yeah. I think out of the two of them, I'd have to go marking though, because you don't dis- you, you you're expected to mark pretty much every day. Whereas with displays, I mean, there's some teachers. Quite a while, can't you? Yeah, there's some teachers who will leave displays up for literally years, and I and I'm I'm all for it. I'm if all you put for laminate, it. If you put laminated stuff up on your displays as well. I mean, that has got lasting ability. As long as you haven't got the little corners that are kind of come in with mm-hmm. a bit of plastic, bit of paper, bit of plastic. You know, as long as you do a good laminating job, not saying that I do, because <laughs> I do a, I do a god-awful display job, a god-awful laminate job, purposely, I so I don't I get asked to do it. 
<laughs> when I was in um, sixth form, I had a business making fake IDs with my laminator. <laughs> <laughs> Can't get away with that now, can you? No. Right. <laughs> Go on, uh-huh. I remember I remember trying like I did this one display in the corridor uh, and it was like displaying some kids work. And I was so proud of the work they'd done that I kept it up for years. I just I just wouldn't let anyone take it down. I'm sure the kid I might even still be up now. And I think the kids are about 21. (laughs) I was just so I was like, you're not taking that down, not because I put loads of effort into putting the display up, but the work's just so good. That you're not having it right next one tea or coffee a tea coffee tea. yeah mm. lunch wise are you tupperware or takeaway is is a pot noodle tough tupperware is it like mm. <laughs> nah that's that's a takeaway isn't it okay well, then pot, take pot noodle's not a takeaway yeah but it's not <laughs> tupperware is it it's, it is. It's, it's, uh, you can use it again. <laughs> what the actual thing? Or are you talking about the packets now? No, no, the pot. A pot. A pot. It's a pot. Pot noodles. Pot noodles. You yeah. don't. You don't use the. No, I've never heard of anyone using the pot again. Do you use the pot again? No, no. Moving on. Next question. <laughs> Do you wash the pot out and then get like a no, mug shot no, and put no, it into the pot noodle? Because that would be that would blow my mind if you put a mug shot inside a pot noodle pot. I mean, God Almighty! I know you, it's getting late, but that is that is crazy. So. Do you run the eco council at your school? <laughs> I get told off by them all the time, though. Well, yeah. What do you, Lee, do you mean eco warriors? <laughs> <laughs> uh, right, whiteboard pens or glue sticks? What is in what I'd like more of? Yeah. What do you desire? Whiteboard what, pens. What makes the hairs on your on your <laughs> arms stand up? Oh, it's, they just don't last, do they? Whiteboard pens. The glue sticks we've got at school as well are rubbish. They don't stick anything down. You may as well lick the back of the paper. Yeah. Um, so like whiteboard pens. Whiteboard yeah. pens. Yeah. I think you get more out of whiteboard. Like there's more satisfaction in a whiteboard pen, isn't there? Especially yeah, the fresh it's one. Like, get your whiteboards out. No, 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 my pen doesn't work. I'm like, geez. Like, what again? The reason the why half the pens don't work is because when you're giving the kind of instructions at the start, half of them are colouring their full whiteboard yeah. in in their <laughs> whiteboard pen. And then about a minute later, when they, then they wipe it off, they go, don't work. Yeah. There's reason for that. You know, look at the state here. It's, it's bad when your whiteboard pens actually clean the whiteboard. You know, when they're that much <laughs> out of ink, they actually clean the whiteboard. But I think I think that's up there as one of the best jobs in class handing out the whiteboards because you've not you've never got a set of perfect whiteboards some are decent some are terrible some some have sharpie on it and then if you're in charge you've got the ultimate power in that class because it's like you're eyeing up your pal you can have one of the good ones you can have a clean one yeah 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 the person who walked past to assembly who didn't thank you when you're opening the door because for some reason that gets on kids' nerves, but doesn't it? Like, because they're like, <laughs> they Mr. P, Mr. P, they didn't say thank you. And you're like, right, it's fine. Get used to it. Most people don't. <laughs> Most people don't. And then they get the, they get the rubbish one. They get the rubbish uh, whiteboards. It's definitely the, the, it's up there as a huge sort of flex in, uh, in primary school. Right. 
which is worse, staff meetings or a lesson observation? Oh, see, I, I don't mind a staff meeting because I quite imagine it. I sit there and chuckle because I imagine it a bit like The Office. Yeah, you know? yeah. And yeah. I'm like, Woo! you know, and, um, and when you when you're working part time, you're not as invest emotionally invested in everything. Yeah. Like, like don't bother me. Um, so yeah, I would say observation. There's but, often yeah. there's often treats in a staff meeting, isn't there? There's uh, so, surely some pastries. You're not getting that in a lesson observation. <laughs> Cup of soup and a pot noodle pot. <laughs> <laughs> get get this. I was at a school today and uh, doing a twilight, and um, the head teacher was like, oh. Um, so because obviously because of COVID and they're all socially distancing, they put together little, um, almost like little lunch boxes for all the staff as oh, for, for them to eat, like while we're doing this, doing the, the twilight. And she was like, yeah, usually we have a couple of bottles of Prosecco, some cheese and wine, but we just can't really be sharing that while we're doing the twilight. And I was like, that's how you get through a staff meeting. Yeah. <laughs> just there's have a couple over, of drinks. There's fights over the milk at my place. <laughs> Um, right and what is your go-to teacher line to get the attention of your class oh sometimes i'm a bit of a uh yeah yeah Um, or just like eyeballs to me or something like that or just eyeballs yeah. Put, put, your, I say, I, I, put your eyeballs to me flappy ears in my listen in my direction or something like that i say yeah, yeah. <laughs> eyeballs um, and flappy ears to me yeah now what as as a teacher then what is what is your go-to teacher story so what is the one story from your time as a teacher that um always gives you a chuckle do you know what I wasn't going to tell this, but I think your laid back and relaxed, friendly interview style is going to make me tell this story. <laughs> yes. Okay, right. Okay. What we pride ourselves on. Well, Relax, okay. baby. <laughs> so it's 2017 at my last school. It's like last term, year six residential trip. Nice. And um, we, we, it's like a camping one. And we went down to the South Coast and all the kids are in tents and you're doing like bushcraft. You know, what's that thing where you jumping off cliffs into water and fishing all that sort yeah, of stuff yeah. and we're all intense I don't I don't know and I love these things but every time I go I I don't know if it's the porter cabin news or just the carb heavy diet I just can't go to the loo and <laughs> I I am um, I like to keep my colleagues abreast of my situation so they're fully well aware and like on day I think it's like day four I think we're going we're going home the next day it was my turn to have some free time in the evening. Um, so I said to Nolsey, one of the PE teachers, do you want to go for a run? It's a lovely evening, should we go for a little run? So we went off for a little run in the countryside, chatting away. And about half an hour in, I suddenly have like this, like powerful wave sort of pulse through me. And I'm like, oh, and he's like, a bit quiet. And I sort of sweat to start. And he's like, you all right? You all right, Jen? And I'm like, yeah, not all right. <laughs> Because I know with absolute certainty that what hasn't happened for five days is about to happen and pretty quickly. So I'm like, got to walk, got to walk, got to walk. No, got to run, got to run, got to walk. And like, I'm just like, we're not making it back. And I just dive through this bush on the other side. He's like, you're right. What's going on? I'm like, I'm doing my shorts. He's like, all right. I'm like, get away, move away, stay back, stay back. He then 
realizes what's happening and I can hear him just wetting himself and he's going oh congratulations Jen happy for you (laughs) I'm like mortified I can't believe I'm having an outdoor dump in front of my male colleague so eventually I come out like right okay just like don't mention it we've jogged back I'm like really quite mortified all the kids are off like whittling something in the woods with the rangers and the rest of the staff sat around like, do you have a nice run? I'm like, I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> the tent. I come out and they're like, oh, you're well done. <laughs> the next day is like the final day and we like pack up and we stick all our stuff in our rucksacks and we sling it on the minibuses and they drive off because we've got like this five mile hike and we're going to meet them on this beach. And it's a lovely day and I'm like trying to put, you know, the thing that happened behind me and I'm walking yeah. with my mate Polly. The other year six teacher were all sort of running along through the stuff. You know, you've always got a couple of kids who are around chatting to you, won't go away. And um, about an hour in, Nosey, who's up front, he kind of pulls back to me and he's got this smirk on his face. Like, oh, here we go again. He's going to, I don't know, all right, Nosey. And he's like, Jen, you're right? He's like, yeah, I'm fine. You're right. He's like, recognize this place, do you? And I'm like, mm-hmm. and it all looks quite the same. And it's slowly dawning on me. It still looks quite familiar. And just as I'm realising, I think, oh, my God, this is where the incident happened. I'm like, no, it can't be. It, ca- it, can't, it can't be here. I was like, no, even if it is, we're not going to see chances of walking past it. And, like, and with that, Major, who's leaving, leading the front of the group, I hear him go, watch the boo! <laughs> he, stood, he stood with a foot either side of it. And he's shepherding these kids around. <laughs> and they're all going, obviously it's five days worth. They're all going, whoa, whoa. And I'm walking along and I'm like, I can't believe this is happening. And watching the entire year six student body and my colleagues walk past my massive top. And as I go past, like, I'm like saying to Molly, do not look at it. Do not look at me in the eye. Keep here, eyes here, eyes here. The little kid next to me goes, wow, miss, what kind of animal do you think did that? And I'm like, I don't know. In my head, I'm like, it's me. I'm that animal. <laughs> like that um, scene in Jurassic Park where Jeff Goldblum walks past and he's like, that's a huge pile of shit. <laughs> <laughs> I've been to bush. I've been to a bushcraft thing. And sometimes you send the kids off to get like logs to sit on. It's crucial that the guy was there ordering them past. Or he could have had two kids being like, we found the perfect log to sit on. <laughs> Carrying your massive turd back. I... <laughs> you don't need to sing. What a way to end your school career. Like everybody traipsed and passed. <laughs> was that, was that like just before there you finished go. at that school as well? That school. Yeah. yeah. Wow. What leaving present. Maybe go out. <laughs> what leaving present. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, there was a them. staff member at my school who'd been there for years and she donated like a trophy that could be given out at, at each assembly but um yeah what you've done there is is something something new <laughs> i'm gonna miss you all guys i've left you a little bit of a present <laughs> just just to rem- remind you of me i've <laughs> never i've just never Six, six of them shapes and past. I was just there. There we go. So oh, amazing. There's more, but that's probably you know up there is the worst. What more poo? <laughs> <laughs> Other terrible chalk face stories. But oh well. How long gonna... we got? How long have we got? 
Oh, funny. Now, where, what about when you when you were at school? So going back to your school days, what type of student were you? Did you like school? Were you were you into it or? Yeah, no, I think it was, but I don't really think I knew really what was going on. I was like really sporty, um, but like especially at secondary school, I don't think any. It was big school. I don't think any of the teachers knew particularly who I was. I, I just yeah. like had like quite a nice time just doing sporty yeah. stuff like it wasn't particularly like I can remember my dad coming back from parents evening and he'd always like run up like how did I do how did I do and, well you would have done a bit better if you didn't spend all your time prattling about in class <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> that kind of. and um yeah, have you got any any stories from your own school days that you still remember now <sighs> Right, so at primary school, oh god, it's another poo story. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, well, I'm, okay, so I found, I pulled my green flash pimpsels out from my locker, and there was a poo in there, and I was just like quite astounded about this, like this poo, yeah. and obviously I went home, and the school rang. My parents are like, you better come in, and. Like my dad tells this story now and they're like obviously you know I think Jenny might be being bullied there's been a few things going on he was like oh don't tell her she's not she's not worked it out <laughs> so, so someone yeah. pooed in your someone pooed in your PE pumps yeah <laughs> that's savage that's pretty like that that's that's pretty that horrible bad. isn't it well if it was yeah. done maliciously if it was a case of someone just not being able to go for a few days and just not being able to find somewhere to go. <laughs> Maybe just getting, <laughs> getting a colleague to be a lookout. I can, un I can understand that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Did you yeah. hold that grudge for years until that year six residential where you were like, <laughs> I can understand that. Go. Sometimes when you've got to go, you've got to go. <laughs> they weren't bullying me. They just couldn't get to the toilet in time. They liked me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sorry, go on. Yeah. No, that was that. That was just yeah. I think that I had quite a nice. I honestly thought I had a really nice time at school. But, so did you, you know, find maybe, the culprit? Did you find the culprit of the people? I I have, I have my suspicions. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Do you, yeah. Do you know them now? Do you still know them now? No. 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 Oh, you should you should get hold of him and send him a signed copy of your book, but with a special surprise inside. <laughs> Five days. <laughs> Five days special brew from Jenny Pearson. <laughs> Record breaking, you may say. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. brilliant. What was your. I think she struggled. I think she struggled with the fact that I was netball captaincy. I think it was a bit of a like. Oh, right. Yeah. Was that what it was? Was she, not as good at, was she not as good at invisible uh, netball as you? Nobody was as good as me at them. <laughs> what position were you? Uh, centre. Centre. Nice. No. Yeah. What was that your biggest flex at primary school then? No, and do you know what? I had to bring this up the other day in class because um, my, I would say my biggest flex was that I was the first person, right, in year four, joined up handwriting. And I had to use this to back up because a kid came up to me in class the other day I was like hey miss what does this say and I'm like oh it says um keep your writing neat Riley and he was like miss I was like yes I know the irony is not lost on me this is a learning point for us both here and then I had to say 
I am actually quite good at handwriting. I was in a rush. Thirty books, yours at the end, but yeah. So that yeah. did you get your pen license? Is that what it is? The... I got a certificate. You got a certificate. I'm so jealous. The sore subject for old ICT that he is 36 years old and still yet to receive his pen license. <laughs> we're saying when the book comes out, we're gonna uh, we're gonna go to our old primary school, throw a copy, and say, "Can I have my license?" Not even though none of the teachers are still there. I want that pen license. I want it so bad. Yeah. I, I feel terrible. It's so, um, when, whenever, I, I mean, I don't, I don't really mark as much now. I, I do it all like orally, verbally feedback. But when I used to have to mark and there's nothing worse than writing that comment where, cause my handwriting is woeful. It is awful. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and writing a comment, you know, take care of your presentation. Oh, please look after your handwriting. Every time. Yeah. I know. And what the girl that I share the form with, she's like some kind of Ruth Miskin love child or something. She her handwriting on the board is like beautiful. Yeah. You can always see what I've been in, what she's been in. I'm like, uh, what is it? It's like a robot. I don't know. I know. I, I, a, a lad that I used to work with had the neatest handwriting as well. It was so annoying. Yeah, it <laughs> is, so isn't annoying. it? When I, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. got books out there, have they? <laughs> well, exactly, yeah. Yeah, she's <laughs> laughing now. Um, so was, 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 was English your favorite subject at school or was it PE? Yeah, it was PE. I loved, I loved, yeah. Just wanted to run around all the time. Yeah. Yeah. I I was, I don't, I don't think, like, I think this is why me writing a book has been such a surprise to everybody. Like my work was never read out or put on the wall, you know? Yeah. So yeah, it was always PE. Yeah. Are you drinking a, what are you drinking? Is it a white claw? It's a um, a clean and press hard seltzer. Yeah, I've been having some of those hard seltzers. They're yeah, nice, yeah. aren't they? They're everywhere now. Have you tried? You've yeah. tried these, Adam, haven't you? Yeah, I'm sure I got you onto the white claws. It was one of my yeah. mates brought because they're really low on cows as well, aren't they? Yeah, but they're nice. Yeah, I don't drink them though. I I I drink I drink the the harder than harder seltzer. <laughs> just just plain simple, full fat. Uh, loony juice. <laughs> yeah. No, I, li- I like him. I like him. I, I, the Marks and Spencers do a couple. They're really nice. Ooh, Just if you, yeah, yeah. you. Since you got your book deal. <laughs> 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 hey, just to, just to be clear, I'm still an Aldi's man. I'm still an Aldi's man. <laughs> I ain't got big headed. I ain't got carried away. <laughs> yeah. Now I get my hard seltzers from Marks and Sparks. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what was your worst subject at school? Oh my god, music! Like was I was the only me and Jenny Davis, only two who did not get we had get in the school choir, and I was fine about it until like everybody kept like getting to cut out lessons to go and practice, and I was like, I'm gonna have to go and speak to this music teacher. So as I like, went to Mr. Bennett, it's like oh, we want in on the choir. So <laughs> I was like, I, I I promise I won't sing. I just mouth the words, and she's like. Don't trust yourself. I've been fingering my recorder without blowing <laughs> since I've been at this school. You can trust me, but she wouldn't let she wouldn't let me in. Wouldn't let me into it. So yeah, well, I'm I mean, really struggling. You know, you've got previous for pretending, and that invisible rounders <laughs> game should have been a given. Like, I can make a game around us look real. I can at least mime. Let me in. 
Well, you, should, you should see me on a dance floor with my invisible basketball. Dance floors, do you remember them? Yeah. Dance floors, eh? Those do you know, I have a dream. I have a dream because I have a like, like dance lesson, you know, an emergency dance lesson that you have to teach. And it's a street dance. And me and my mate, when we did our PGC, we, we made it up and I've literally taught it every school, every class that I go. And I think one day, Uri by Mark Ronson is going to come on in a club and everyone is going to have been like getting into the... Doing your dance. Doing my dance. That's what I think is going to happen. You need to turn it into a TikTok. It might go viral. Do you know what? When, when I did the... When I did the, the taught it at school... South East London and afterwards I'm like right anyone got any questions and one girl's like miss don't you have any shame and I was like right, okay moving on and then there's another lad what a burn. What I know a burn. and then this other lad said to me he's like he's like RJ I can remember his name he's like Miss Pearson I think you're quite possibly the whitest person I've ever met <laughs> like what are you saying about my hip-hop dancing <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, funny. Um, right. So, UK schools, different breed to everywhere else around the world. Like, what is the most random thing for you in a primary school? The one thing you find in primary schools that you never find anywhere else that just doesn't make any sense to you. Just sort of like, what is that? Well, about? I think, I think, like, dinner ladies, or like at my school, we call them dinner nannies. And, like, obviously, you've got to make really good friends with them yes yeah. cool but I just think like there must be like a whole generation of like I don't know what you call them dinner 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 daddies does that know that sounds that sounds like a strip group doesn't it welcome to dinner daddies <laughs> let's look at our lunch boxes the, la- um, the last like- thing they've got on is the pinny <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, but I, you know, it's do they have do, do they call them dinner ladies other places or it's, it's we we call them uh, lunchtime supervisors. Oh, so we call them dinner nannies up in the dinner northeast. Nannies. I think the dinner ladies thing is a northern. I think it's an or it was a northern because it was a TV show, weren't they? Dinner ladies. Yeah, it was dinner Victoria. Ladies, Victoria, yeah. Victoria yeah, Ward, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah, very good. That was northern. Yeah, I've never heard dinner nannies though. No, I didn't. It's yeah. um, disconcerting when they're younger than you. <laughs> Hello, dinner nannies. <laughs> yeah, din- I've never heard of dinner nannies. I mean, dinner ladies was obviously, that was what we grew up on was the dinner lady. Um, but then, yeah, we, we had um, lunchtime organisers, lunchtime supervisors. Um, yeah. It's just very kind of generic now. But I think well, people that- still... Say dinner ladies. Like, you say dinner ladies. You mean, yeah. I thought it was more of like that's not the correct term anymore. Like there was some, it got changed. It's like you can't you can't call. You don't call them caretakers anymore. They're called site managers. Uh, like what's wrong with caretakers? You know you don't call them secretaries anymore. They're office staff. Now I might be missing something here. I don't understand. I mean, is there some? Is it something? I don't. Because like in our place, the dinner ladies, but they're called lunchtime staff or lunchtime supervisors. Maybe if maybe they prefer that. Yeah. Like. Possibly. Than, well, I wouldn't. Want, I don't think I'd want to be called a dinner nanny. Like, <laughs> maybe not. Yeah. Maybe not. 
But where you are northeast, it's just like no, we're sticking with dinner nannies. We're sticking with the dinner. Yeah. So yeah. would it would you, would it just be like a dinner manny? You know, if if the I nanny? was to get a job there, dinner manny, and then you got dinner nanny, your dinner manny, manny, your dinner, your dinner, dinner man <laughs> dinner gramps, dinner gramps, dinner grandpa. I reckon there must be a whole generation of like my dad's age of people who wanted to be a dinner lady but couldn't because they're like I can't. You know, I'm a man, can't go. Yeah. So maybe this is why they've changed it to lunchtime supervisors. But I think they've missed a trick, haven't they? It should have been dinner daddies, dinner mannies. Yeah. Dinner daddies. Could have gone on tour supporting Magic Mike as the dinner daddies throwing the hairnets into the crowd. <laughs> 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 Are there uh, any particular teachers you had that had a real impact on you? Um, maybe to what Do you've you know gone what? on in a, to achieve? I had this um, PE teacher and a typical like 80s, she had like a, she was like, I thought she was magnificent. She, like, she used to like drive the minibus, like, like a face ghost. She'd get out, light up a fag, take us to a tr- cross country race. And she'd stand there with like a big brolly and just look at like dressed like Diana almost, you know, with those yeah. style, that kind of outfit. And we'd run round in our little pee pants and vests and it'd be lashing it down. She'd just be there going, run! <laughs> Run! I just, that woman taught me resilience. I just thought, yeah, you know what? I thought she was. Everyone else hated her, but I just thought, wow, how can you be like this? So yeah, she was. Yeah. I, to get yeah. See, they were they were the characters back in our day. They would not. Those sort of characters just wouldn't wouldn't be able to cut it in today's classroom. I don't think no. they're the lost generation of teachers because we all had teachers like that. Who yeah. They just weren't, <laughs> I don't know, like, they just weren't really in it for safe. the <laughs> they, weren't, they weren't safe when they were lighting up ciggies <laughs> in the middle of class. <laughs> yeah. Uh, those characters. They were always the best ones on the Christmas do as well. You, you, you knew they were the ones who, yeah, took it to a different level on the, on the staff do. <laughs> um, right, last couple of questions before we wrap it up. If you could change one thing about our education system, what would it be? It's a tough one, isn't it, that? Um, I think it has to be, like, more autonomy for schools and less scrutiny. Like, a bit more trust for the teachers and, like, that we know what we're doing rather than, yeah. like to prove it. I know, you you know, we still have these conversations. Like, you know, everyone's like, especially in English, you know, why are we what are we doing why are we teaching this why are we sapping the joy out of like and and we're still doing it and I'm like yeah. for why and yeah. if it could be an easy stop if those heads could just say you know what we're not teaching it that way so yeah, yeah. Just, a weird one here how long have you been teaching uh what is I started in 2005 right okay, so, so... That, like 16 years yeah so so I've been teaching for 13, right? And there's a staff member who started when we when I started. And we were sort of talking about, obviously, how different it is now to when we first started. Because I think we started just on the cusp of when uh, the curriculum, which was like the uh, frameworks, you know, national literary fr- framework and that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And I remember, like, when my wife was pregnant with our kids, um, we had to go for, like, weekly scans because we there were multiples so we had to go for weekly scans 
Now I remember I, I was allowed to go and, and go to those. It was Wednesday morning, but I took it as my PPA and I was like, please <laughs> let me go. I'll take it as my PPA. So I didn't have PPA because I was at the scans. I was doing pretty much some sort of sport in either sports club or after school competition pretty much every night because at the time it was like if you do an after school club you get a school dinner like the school will pay for your school dinner so I made sure I did one every day and and I still managed to do a decent enough job whereas now the thought of of not having your PPA because you'd be going to a scan and then doing all those it just blows people's because we were sort of saying how did we do it back then how were we able to still maintain and do a decent enough job in the classroom yet be able to do all of that outside of school it it, it yeah if you were to ask me i'd say that the the quality of like writing for example i think the writing kids are doing now is nowhere near as good as what it was then because of the lack of autonomy because it's so technical and it's you've got to include this that and the other it's, I, I was just, it was just a conversation we had last week in school where, which might be similar for you because obviously we've been teaching um, a similar sort of time timeline. It just, it's a, it's a weird one really because I don't think things have necessarily got better. But... No, I, I just, and I don't, it's like with all the extra stuff that you've got to do just takes away from the, the plan, like what you're going to do in your lesson and the planning and the time with the kids, doesn't it? And you just think yeah. when you, when you don't have to worry about all that other stuff, you just kind of, literally get back to the job that you're supposed to be doing and it's like we're not trying to boil the ocean here like kids writing a story like you don't need to tell them all the technical parts of it like go and write a story well that's nice it's like the editing process come can you think of a different way to start that sentence you know guess what you just found yourself a friend in a verbial and I didn't even have to teach you it you know it, it comes naturally and like yeah and when you when you've gone through like editing and the writing process and you like writing yourself, you can it's even more painful like for for me to have to teach it sometimes because you know you're just like oh geez you try and make it as fun as possible but yeah. and it and it and it, I think it certainly impacts the art of storytelling. I think I think this generation of kids we're teaching now because it's so focused on the technical ins and outs that we don't spend anywhere near enough time just. You know, you know, it's like when's this discussion going to stop and it actually change? You, yeah. I don't understand why we just like it's. Yeah, I don't know. I've been saying the same. Every every author, every author we've spoken to, haven't they? Including yeah. uh, Sam Copeland, it was, you know, says the exact same thing. Yeah, he ain't got, got a clue about punctuation and grammar. <laughs> that's what he t- I remember. That's what he said. But I mean, it's no, it's crazy very- when you've got such talented. That you know, including yourself, such talented individuals with with the writing, and if everyone's saying that the same thing about like, right, let's let let's get the kind of the passion and the love back into just storytelling. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's crazy that we're still doing, and I I I have to re kind of reteach myself all, all yeah all the kind of the stuff. Even when someone says something to me, I, I remember someone said to me the other day, I was working in year four and, and someone said, you know, oh, you, you need to make sure they have a noun phrase in. And I obviously did the classic, like, yeah, no worries. Yeah. And then we're just like, <laughs> uh, and then I remember just seeing this other TA and I was just like, um, funny one. <laughs> what what the hell's a noun phrase? Like, geez. Um, they're in there anyway, aren't they? Because they're in there anyway. Yeah. 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 
Oh, yeah, it, yeah, it is. It is so so frustrating. But um... when I send my manuscripts to now, because like what well, I I you know talk grammar for I do not know well punctuation. I apparently don't know how to use a comma. I just write at the end of my manuscript huge lines of commas. Here's are all the ones I've missed. Put them where you want. <laughs> Yeah. I used to think I oh, know I don't know just throw them at the page more 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> well that's what the editing pro that's that's why someone gets paid as an editor this is it yeah. you never get this I, I can't imagine there's a single author on this planet who not only writes but edits and proofreads you know that's why you have those jobs because that's where the speciality is and it seems we're not I just worry because, you know, the next generation of authors that come through, the stories are going to be awful because they're not being taught. We're, we're teaching know. kids copy editors, aren't they? Yeah, oh. pretty much. <laughs> yeah, there'll be no one to actually tell the stories. <laughs> More work for us three. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like our, our first draft, we got our, we got our first draft back and there were so many edits to it. And I read through that. I thought it was spot on. And there's so many ed- edits to it. And you just don't even think, you know. You know. Unbelievable, isn't it? Like the copy, yeah. if you, when you get the copy edit at the end. Woo! Yeah, yeah. Well, we've had to ch- uh, sort of cut quite a lot of ours because I think we submitted near enough 120,000 words. Woo, that is, that, that's a tome, boys, isn't it? Yeah, you did yeah. get yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and obviously they want it down to around about 80,000. So we've had to sort of like, it was good though. Cause we're like, Oh, to the publishers we're like, Oh, well, we'll, we'll just save that for the next book, for the next book. Yeah. Next book. Yeah. Just getting that going. Oh, well look, there's enough for another book. Uh, put, right. another, put another wet paper towel on it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Put an ice pack on it. <laughs> oh, it's going to be so Waiting for you when you get your book in your hands for the first time. Oh, can't wait! Can't wait! It's gonna be, uh, it's gonna be exciting. Have, have you seen people do unboxings like on when they video themselves like unboxing their books? And there's all these like authors crying. Like, yeah. you should try doing one of those. I was like, oh, I can't, I can't, I can't. Like, I just can't bother. I was like, oh, I'll film the kids. Maybe that will be a nice little bit. So I'm filming the kids unbox it. Zip, zip. Williams like, and he goes. Oh, any record smashes. Why don't you get some anything good? <laughs> <laughs> Cheers. We Cheers. did. We, we actually did an unboxing in the summer because we got sent um, a little gift package from Bernard Matthews for Turkey Twizzlers. <laughs> yeah, and Adam did break down in tears. <laughs> Do you know what? Honestly, I've had. I've had two amazing children, married uh, a beautiful, beautiful woman, but receiving a package from Bernard Matthews shits on a lot of them. (laughs) 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 Right, last question. If you had a time machine and can travel back and meet your 10-year-old self, what advice would you give them? Always check your shoes. Um, oh, oh, do you know what? I'd just be like, just keep going, Jenny. You just whatever you're doing it's ended up all right in the end. Like yeah. it's gonna take you a while. But... Make sure, make sure you run on your own in 20 years <laughs> <laughs> on your residential. Yeah, yeah. yeah. more fiber on the residential. <laughs> 
You do know we're going to clip that up and put it on Facebook. <laughs> I should have gone with a bagpipe story. <laughs> yeah. Oh, there's a bagpipe story. No, I'm not, no. <laughs> no I, I'll tell you a gym story, but that is definitely not going on there. <laughs> right. Okay. We'll save that for the uh, after hours interview we do next time. Book three. Um, oh, well, thank you so, so much, Jenny. It's been an absolute pleasure to chat to you. It's been great. I've had a, I've had a good laugh there. So um, where can everyone find you on social, your website, anything like that? Do you want to just plug that well, away? Yeah. Um, my website is Jen- Jenny Pearson author.com i think i'm like i know my j underscore c underscore pearson on twitter and instagram i think right well we'll link all them in the uh in the episode description as well buy my book because i want you know get get on walliam's ankles there yeah yeah definitely (laughs) definitely Uh, i I appreciate you having me on because i know there's lots and lots of authors and i um you, you let me come so i'm very pleased no, no, it's been an absolute it's been pleasure. A pleasure, yeah. Oh, thank you so much. Right, take care. Bye. Bye, bye.